tall and she grew up right with the Indiana boys on an Indiana night. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to episode two of the PNT Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm with Peter. Peter, how's it going? Uh, good as usual. That's good to hear. Yeah, we had a, I think it's fair to say we had a very successful first um, first episode of the podcast. It was well received. A lot of people reached out to me at least, said they enjoyed what we had to say, what we discussed. And uh, it's just nice nice to know that, you know, people were listening and I just want to, we all wanted to give a little thanks to that. Right. Yeah, there was no, you know, we didn't get any negative feedback, which I guess is a good thing, but. Um, right. Well, yeah, I mean, we I, I actually did get some constructive criticism, I would say, okay. but no one coming out and saying, like, you guys are fucking awful and, you know, stuff like that. So not that anybody would do that, but overall, people were a fan. Um, and so we, I think we just wanted to say thank you, basically. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, we got some interesting stuff to talk about today. Um, it's going to be a lot shorter than the last one. We're going to try and keep this at our expected 30 minute time limit that we held for ourselves um last week and we ended up going an hour over that um but we don't have as much this one in this episode because this is almost like a little check-in episode going into week one right Right. week week one's first podcast on saturday will be like the first one where we'll give our our love and hates i guess you could say because i guess matt barry's not doing love and hate anymore so yeah he's strictly like podcast now he's not doing so I guess, articles. I guess we have to fill in on the love hates. Yeah. I don't want to take that. I'm sure he's got it copyrighted and all that. So we'll call it, I don't know, like a strong likes and strong dislikes. Because love and hates are, are, are strong words anyway. Right? That's what they say. Something along those lines. Um, but yeah, so we're going we're gonna to try and keep this more so on some of the news that came out from the last episode of the podcast to today. Um, to get you kind of caught up and ready. Yeah, so today today's Monday, September 3rd. Correct. We're doing this on Labor Day. We're still working on Labor Day. Hard, hard working podcast here. <laughs> um, but the first thing that we wanted to touch on, and this is no, we, we have a bunch of stuff from throughout the week, but this just came up today, actually. Um, and we, this is like the first thing we kind of talked about, um, was that Nate Peterman is going to be the starting quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. Um, Pete, instant reaction to that. <laughs> um, I feel bad for LaShawn McCoy, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't think it helps his value. I don't know about any of the other wide receivers. I think it uh, doesn't help Kelvin. doesn't help uh, Charles Clay. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, we'll probably see a quarterback change pretty soon. I, I don't understand the logic behind this move. I, I get wanting to play like a guy with experience over the rookie as like people, you know, some, some coaches like that. You have to, like, earn your spot and all that. Um, but Nate Peterman, to be the guy, is just like, I don't know. I was stunned when I saw that news. Not even that it was, you know, not uh, Josh Allen, but that it was Nate Peterman. Yeah, they traded away uh, A.J. McCarron. They did. Yeah, they did. When he was actually probably a viable starter, I kind of liked A.J. McCarron to just kind of hold those reins for at least a few, you know, they, a couple weeks before Josh Allen. Because they they're going to give yeah. Josh Allen the the ball they're gonna they're gonna put him on center right by week eight he's yeah. gonna be the starter i think so well you know what my question is i think my what my when it comes down to it one of the big questions i have regarding this move is um if you were going to write trade mccarran and you weren't going to start josh allen why would you not write try and trade for some of these other guys who are getting moved like teddy bridgewater for example if you saw that he was available i know that bills and jets that's the same division but that, I don't think that really matters in the grand scheme. I'm surprised they didn't try and at least make some type of move like that. 
because I think right. the team in general, offensively, the talent is okay. It's getting a little like LaShawn McCoy's getting old now. Um, and Kelvin Benjamin, who knows? But still, I think just in general, the team's got some talent to it. Yeah. I, would you agree? They're not they're not garbage. But they made the playoffs. Yeah, they did make the playoffs thanks to Andy Dalton. Um <laughs> That's but I, I mean, not that McCoy like loses a lot of value. He's about he's still about like a second or like third rounder or so right now. Right. Um, he went and um, making sure yeah. he doesn't get suspended. Oh, oh, we're, okay. we're pretty sure. Yeah. He, like this is <laughs> well. There, there's been no news on that, and that's a, that's a very it, it quieted yeah. down a lot, which is good. It did. Um, it did quiet down, and we'll talk about where he went in my draft a little bit. We're gonna get to my draft that happened yesterday. Um, but looking at it on the other side of things, if we're looking at this in terms of pure fantasy, um, the one thing that jumps out to me is that week one, Ravens defense is the top number one play for the week. Like, there's no doubt about it now. Yes, I agree. Um, and I think it might get actually really ugly. And you know what? I, I saw um, some defensive rankings did have them number one. Um, and I think that was with Josh Allen in mind. Like, I can't even imagine what the new projections are going to be with this guy at QB. I mean... They're probably both about the same. I mean, we saw what Peterman uh, did against yeah. the Chargers last year. Five interceptions what was it? in the yeah. first half. <laughs> Five interceptions Five in, the in the first half. first half. So, I mean, the Chargers defense is good, though. So they got after him that day. But right. it's it not like strange. the Ravens defense isn't good. So they're definitely the number one defense week one. I agree. I think that's if you're, um, especially if you're a fantasy, daily fantasy guy, um, I would recommend when you're making your lineup, um, Putting those guys in right away, especially how cheap defense is. Just go with those guaranteed points. Um, that's just my little two cents on the on the lineup. And I think for the Saturday podcast, I'm going to have a FanDuel lineup. Um, and maybe you'll have a DraftKings yeah, lineup. Yeah, I already have a DraftKings okay. lineup, so I will have the DraftKings lineup. <laughs> I haven't lineup done my research yet. Once, uh, once Saturday comes, I will have a good one. Um, and I can't wait, by the way. I cannot wait. Yeah. Um, the next thing that we... It wasn't really today. It was over the weekend or maybe last week that this came up. But apparently Josh Gordon, um, superstar, absolute stud, beast, best wide receiver in the league when he's not smoking <laughs> dope. No, uh-huh. he, he's actually the best when he is smoking he, dope. Yeah, I, you can make that argument. Um, but the big news now is Hugh Jackson came out and said that um, Josh Gordon won't be starting week one. Um, and the reason was was that he, what, he just wasn't up to – Date on the game? Yeah, he's not. Plan? He says he's, you know, he might not be conditioned, game conditioned. He might not be, you know, fully in the off, like knowing the offensive playbook. Um, but I don't believe that it's Josh Gordon. Well, did you watch the last episode of Hard Knocks, episode no. four? So in episode four, they they do a little segment where Josh Gordon is reading the playbook and he's going like this. He's flipping through the playbook. He's going, these are all. This. He goes, man, these are all the same plays from last year. He goes, are there any new plays? He looked over to like one of the, I think like Antonio Callaway or someone, and they're like, oh, I don't think so. He's like, man, I'm going to get this in no time. I'm practicing tomorrow. <laughs> and I was just like, wait, like, I, uh, what's, then what's the Flash. issue here? What is the issue here I from you? I love Flash. I think it's just Hugh being difficult and, you know, just wanting it's, to. It's Browns being Browns. Yeah. It's Hugh being <laughs> Hugh. I, well, I, I mentioned this last week in the podcast. I don't know if the Cleveland Browns organization is listening, but fire <laughs> Hugh Jackson, please. Fire <laughs> Hugh Jackson. Thank you. Our, our weekly reminder to fire Hugh. Um, yeah, the one, yeah. Um, I think what happened to Hugh is that he, it, I, no, I'm pretty sure I'm correct here. He was the coach of the Oakland Raiders. 
correct, Hugh Jackson? Wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know. How long? Was I'm pretty it sure that was a while ago, but it doesn't matter the time that he was the uh, head coach. I think there's just like a Raiders curse now. And if you um, coach the Raiders, you're destined for failure even after you leave. In just in general. Um, wow. For everything. Look at Jack Del Rio, right? Like he's, what's he even doing? What's he? Where is he now? Del Rio, I don't know. Regardless, yeah, Hugh Jackson was the uh, head coach of the Raiders in 2011. Okay, yeah, that seems like an eternity ago. Um, but still, it's just like I think uh, Hugh really is out of his depth in some of these, some of these things, some of these like personnel decisions. Um, I think the Browns in general have just been really bad. Again, if you haven't watched uh, Hard Knocks, Pete, I would recommend watching it. There's one scene where Todd Haley, the offensive coordinator, um, he starts giving Jarvis Landry, of all people, shit during the third preseason game because Jarvis Landry wasn't – he didn't do something right on, like, one play. And he was he was chewing out Jarvis Landry, and it's like, Todd Haley, you're the Browns. Like, Jarvis Landry can take off a play in the preseason. You don't have to get on his ass and give him, like, a – he gave him, like, a 20-minute speech on the sidelines. There's just like I don't I just don't know like what this team is doing. Um even though they have so many good players like the front office is good. And it was good before John Dorsey when they had uh Sashi, Sashi what? Sashi Brown. Yeah. He was good too. Um it's just the coaching is just they just cannot make the right choice. And if I had to pick my if I had to pick any coach to take over in that I, I don't even I, I don't even want to like wish that on any coach. I don't think. Yeah, I would say um the Browns are in a tough spot, and um, I, I don't think Hugh's doing himself any favors by not starting Josh Gordon week one. <laughs> oh, yeah, this was about Josh. Yeah, ja- yeah, Josh, starting week eight, you know what? I will think he will play a fair amount in week one, but it's just like what you can't really trust a guy that's not technically a starter. Um, so we'll see what happens with Josh. I'm, I'm not going to count him out for week one yet, but you're most likely leaning on not playing him, right? Yeah, so I drafted him, but um, I am going to start um, the Packers running back, Jamal Williams, over him. Interesting. Just, okay. I think it's a, actually more of a safe play just because I know Jamal is probably going to get his touches, mm-hmm. and I don't know if Josh is going to get his. I, so. uh, I own some Jamal stock, so I'm not opposed there. I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. For the first two weeks, I think Jamal is pretty safe. Obviously, with Aaron Jones out on suspension, mm-hmm. um, Jamal and Ty Montgomery are going to be splitting um, carries and you know but play McCar- time. But McCarthy does like Jamal um, because I think yeah. he has good pass pass protection. He's a good pass protector. Yeah, he's good. Yep. Um, so hey, good to know. Um, speaking of the Raiders, I feel like we should touch on this quick. The Raiders um, recently, recently their preseason moves, I guess you could say, are done now. And I think it's fair to say, I think it's common knowledge at this point that uh, John Gruden is very much out of his realm here. He's he's like stu- he's like from a time machine. He went he came from 2003 with like the same philosophies in mind. Uh, and he's like literally destroyed the Raiders in a span of like six months. Yeah, um, I think they really could have used Khalil Mack <laughs> this year. Um, yeah, I'd say so, too. <laughs> They they don't have any other pass rushers, you know, you know, big names. Obviously, they don't mm-hmm. really have anyone that's coming off the edge as effective as Khalil Mack, and they don't really have a strong secondary. So I don't see what Gruden wants to do. Maybe he does want to lose this year, uh, and they uh, just want you know, yeah, <laughs> to work on like maybe a, a three year plan. Maybe he looks forward to being good in like three years. Mm-hmm. But right now, yeah, I think um, they're they're a below five hundred team. Um, 
I, I can't see them being good this year. That's for sure. And so I do happen, happen to agree with you. I think that if anything, they'll be a little more, um, a little more along the lines of, of seven and nine or six and 10 or something that may, maybe it's going to be bad enough that Gruden's going to get fired right away. I think that'd be good for him. No, I, they, they they gave, they, I'm pretty sure what they gave him a five year deal or something like that. Um, they have, um, yeah. or what I forget how many years it was, but it was I think, a 10 year deal, 10 million a year. It was 10 years. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was five. 10 mil, 10, 10 mil a year for 10 years. All uh, right. So they definitely want to good luck. Yeah. Well, you know what it is that Mark Davis, the owner, loves. Uh, yeah, because they got the same haircut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, speaking of that, that bad with the Raiders just making bad moves. Um, Khalil Mack traded for what two first round picks, uh, a second round pick, and I think some additional compensation. Right. And then the Raiders, the Raider, or and then um, the Bills, or sorry, Bears also got, the, I think a second round pick in the next draft. Along with, so they did get a second rounder back. Um, in terms of this, just to put this into fancy perspective, I know we are a fancy podcast. I think this helps the Bears D even more to be a very sneaky um, defensive play each week. Yeah, last last year, uh, I believe the Bears finished. It was either seventh or eighth in fantasy points. So if mm-hmm. you you know maybe it was a little fluky. They had they did say they had the most fumble recoveries in the NFL last year, right. which is probably something you can't count on again the next year. But Fair. now they have a Khalil Mack on their team. You add a few more sacks. You add a few more. Um, like rushes on the quarterback, maybe a couple bad throws, maybe a couple more interceptions. Um, it definitely doesn't hurt having a Khalil Mack on your team. Oh, so yeah, no. I do see the Bears. They they were supposed to finish out of the top ten this year, but I I could see them finishing in the top ten again this season. I I, I think I could as well. And if you look at not only Khalil Mack being there, they also have. Um, a new oh, uh, Rokron Smith yep, from they, Georgia. They added two, to two really good defensive players. Yeah, he's what like a defensive ace almost. Like he's well known as like a field leader or like a uh, what's it called field general. Field general. Um, he's yeah. like a captain on the defensive side. And then they also get Leonard Floyd back, who was their first round pick last year, missed the entire year with some some sort of injury. Um, that's three guys coming back, high impact players now right. coming into the squad. They got Prince Amukamura, whatever. I mean, you know. Yeah, you got to think, you know, um, the defense is going to do its job. I'm a fan of it. I am. Yeah. Um, and I think as long as you're not playing them against the pack and the Vikes, probably. Um, yeah, there's going to be some tough matchups, but right. there always are. So I think, yeah, I think maybe as a streaming option, maybe, maybe if you don't want to worry about the defense, you don't want to be like that and you don't want to stream, you just want to hold on to one. Um, I like the Bears. And I think, like, as you said with that fumble recovery, um, if that's like a, you know, if that's an outlier or not, those sacks that you'll get from Khalil Mack will add in a lot, I think. We'll, we'll make up for some of that, if anything. Um, up next here, I think this happened a couple, like, two two weeks now, maybe. Yeah, this happened, like, this right happened after we did the po- our first podcast. This it happened did, right did. after. And this is um, the signing of Adrian Peterson to the Redskins. Correct. Um, many will say, you know, a few think he's going to fall into the end zone. That's that words of Matthew Barry. <laughs> maybe he'll fall in the end zone, you know, eight to ten times. And, you know, he's not an effective runner. And just, like, small things that, you know, you, you're not – 
liking what you're hearing about him, but like he is going to be the primary runner for the Redskins this season right. from what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, maybe he does fall in the end zone eight to ten times. You never know. <laughs> it's a possibility. Yeah, well, you know what? Yeah, I, I don't think this current AP is, uh, you know, anything to write home about. I had him last year. He plotted to all the yards he got, except for that one week with the cards where he absolutely showed out. That was amazing. Right. Um, but other than that, he really was, you know, a shell of himself. But then again, you, as you said, um, you really can't discount having uh, a starting running back for fantasy in general. And for PPR, maybe he's a little less valuable because they have like a a, um, they have a Chris sta- Thompson, right? An established pass catcher um, in Chris Thompson. So if, if standard, he's probably a little more valuable. But in terms of PPR, it's not. It's n- it's never a bad thing to throw a dart at a guy like that. That's what I'd say. Yeah, I think. Um, so wh- where are we people targeting him? What round was it? Was it around round ten? You know what? Nine? I think in my draft, I think he went in round ten. I'm not one hundred percent sure. Let's say we see. can pull it up. I believe. I believe. So personally, I think that um, Adrian Peterson is about in around. He round went around ten. 10. Guy. Correct. Now, correct. Now. Um. Yeah. Well, like we like we said, he's gonna get you know probably fifteen carries a game or mm-hmm. so. Um. And you know, depends on what he does with it. Honestly, it's not. It's not like he's got like a super high upside this season. So we're not you know gonna place him anywhere near the top five rounds. Right. Um. But you know, yeah, he could be a good bench guy that you need to fill in for like a one week probably. Yeah, I think uh, if, if he's like your bench player, like your RB3 or 4 on your bench, and he only comes in during your bye weeks, um, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to having him. You know, I yeah. think those guys play a part in every team. Um, and so if you're really hurting, if he's not available, 100%, grab him right now. Um, other than if, if you really want to trade for him, I wouldn't do that. Um, but if he is available in terms of free agent wise, um, or you're going to draft him, um, just temper your expectations, I would say. That's all. This yeah, is it's, not the it's old not AP. not the same AP that's been going in the first round every time. This is not draft. the old AP. Um, which actually brings us to another running back. Um, yes. Another Vi- uh, former Viking, actually. Former, Vi- former Viking. Former uh, Viking. Jarek McKinnon of Correct. the 49ers tore his ACL during a Saturday practice. Um, this was just... Two days ago. On the last day. On the last play of practice, Ugh. mind you. Don't want to hear that. That's sad <laughs> to hear, honestly. Because such high expectations for Jarek this year. Um, he never had a starting gig like this. And he's in a brand new offense with Shanahan. They thought it was going to be like his bur- breakout year. He's going to put I up like yeah. high RB2 numbers. Um, yeah. But yeah, so McKinnon is now gone. And there are two running backs in San Francisco now that are going to be getting you know, be very involved in their offense. And those two running backs are Alfred Morris and Matt Breda. Correct. And and just to get back to McKinnon real quick, because I think it's unfortunate, of course, that McKinnon did get hurt, but the real discussion in terms of fantasy has to be about the replacements. Um, But just to talk about McKinnon real quick, that was truly sad. Like last play of of the team drills before official practice starts. And we also had that injury scare earlier in the year, or in the summer rather, he, like, had something happen to him, and everyone's like, oh, it was minor, right? Like, we thought we already dodged this. Um, and so I feel bad for people who drafted, and, you know, unfortunately, this this pick did not work out for him, obviously. Yeah, so a lot of people use, like, a late second round, early yeah. third. Some people waited late third. Um, I had my eye and, on him going McKinnon, into my second third round. So McKinnon, um, 
He's no longer on draft boards. He's out for the year. Right. Um, and so now, as we said, it's really down to two guys, Alfred Morris and Matt Breida. I think it's fair to say that one of us favors one guy over another. Um, just in terms of that, when it comes to Alfred Morris, I want literally nothing to do with the guy. <laughs> um, and Breda, I actually owned and I started last year a couple times in FanDuel, and I'm just a fan of his overall game. Um, before I get into Breda, I feel like you should give your reason as to why you would rather have Elmo because you um, would rather have Elmo. Well, I mean, I personally, in my fantasy league, I also have Breda this season. I like him. Um, I kind of got lucky. I got him like almost towards the end, and now obviously he's dressed. Draft stock has gone probably, I don't know, 60 spots up. He was like at like 120. Now he's probably around like 60, 70, 80. I don't know, in that area. Right. Um, I will say, though, I I think Alfred Morris will get the bulk of the carries and Breda will be like kind of the change of pace back that he's like always been. Mm-hmm. Um, so Breda will probably get like 10 to 15 touches a game. Mm-hmm. And I see Alfred getting like like his fifteen carries almost every game. Right. So um, it just I don't know who the goal line back is. I'm assuming it's the bigger back in Morris. So we'll see. But Breda is obviously explosive. He's been there. Um, they do like Breda a lot they in do. San Francisco. I the, learned that the, last the year. The only thing yeah. with Alfred is that um, a few years ago, back in on the Redskins, he was in Kyle Shanahan's offense. And he was running for 1,000-yard seasons, and now Shanahan is obviously in San Francisco. So Alfred is now back into the same offense that he was putting up 1,000-yard seasons in. And I don't know, you know, maybe I think he gets a shot at, you know, taking the starting job. I think they're going to give Alfred the the job to start. Mm -hmm. And if he's not effective, I do see Breda coming in. Yeah, Breda or maybe someone else totally different, maybe a, a, a free agent of some sorts. Um, but the, I'll say in terms of Alfred Morris, and right when the news broke, I remember we like talked about what happened. And um, when it comes to when it comes to Almo, I've owned him once before. Um, it was a nightmare, and that was in the uh, when he was on the um, Redskins and was you know supposed to be the starting back, picked him, and they wanted to go with Matt Jones. Um, and this was what his third year on the Redskins. This is probably, his first two seasons on the Redskins. This is probably 2014. I think he had three good years in a row, and then his contract year came up, and they started going with Matt Jones. Yeah. Um, and uh, that just left such a bad taste in my mouth. Um, and it, even after that, I just don't feel like he really ran all that great to begin with. Um, and I know that I, I've seen a lot of those people. I've seen a lot of um, of the analysts bring up Elmo's. Um, past success um but i think he is getting closer and closer to his age 30 year right he's very close to being 30 years old it's like there's so many other guys i would rather put in my starting lineup than him that's all um and i'm just not i I think braid is one of the ones even though he's not gonna have a guaranteed workload i'd rather have him just because of his like overall pass catching ability especially for ppr purposes um but yeah when it comes to alfred morris I'm I'm all set. Yeah, I really am. Alfred Morris, 29 years old. 29, and he, I don't know. I'm, I just I couldn't be thrilled just having him on my team. I can't get can't get I can't get behind it. So to um, add to your fantasy draft that you just had yesterday, mm-hmm. um, Alfred Morris went in the seventh round, right? And Breda went in the eleventh round. Mm-hmm. I personally think that they're both probably 
uh, of the same value currently, probably like seventh, eighth rounders. So I think Breda in the eleventh is is of good value. Like that's a pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say it's a steal, but I'd say that's a good value pick in the eleventh round. And Morris probably seventh, eighth round. That's that's probably where he should be going right now. Um, especially in like a standard mm-hmm. league. But if you're in a PPR league, yeah, they're probably about seventh round each, just right. for. Your reference, uh, yeah. I th- you know what? I think us. Uh, I think what when it comes to my league and, and our draft, and we'll talk about this in a little bit. Um, this is our first year at PPR, and it's like we tried not to change up everything. Like people were trying to change guys and stuff like that, but at the same time, it was like um, people were still falling back on the standard stuff. Right. I mean, it's right. half half PPR. Oh, correct? half point. Right. Correct. Correct. I, I okay. still just say it is PPR though because we are getting points. Yeah, for it, the reception. it does change things. Right. Um, speaking of running backs, if we're going to continue on that, Le'Veon Bell today did not report to training camp or no uh, to practice. This is this is like the real deal now. Um, did not report today, um, and I read. I was just reading actually some statement um, by the uh, Steelers, and they said we are disappointed. Le'Veon Bell has not signed his franchise tender and rejoined his teammates. Uh, Coach Tomlin will continue to focus on preparing the players on our roster. Um, I think it's fair to say he's not making many friends doing this. Um, no. But with that said, with that said, as a Le'Veon Bell owner, I'm not concerned um, for two reasons. One, last year he proved that we are, um, that he doesn't really need that training camp experience to get going. He had one bad week. Week one, he had 13 touches. Week after that, he had like 32 touches or something like that. Um, and so when it comes to that, that's not really a concern. And people were concerned, too, that um, it point to that he was not going to come. or he, Everyone was saying he was going to come to training camp today, right? Labor Day. He was going to show up today. Um, he came out and said he wasn't going to show up today. Uh, and then it was big news they didn't show up today. I understand that it is a little bit of a big deal they didn't show up, given that the season starts in six days. Um, but I didn't expect him to show because he didn't. He said he wasn't going to. Yeah, last year he showed up nine days before um, season opener, and they even said that this year he'll, he'll probably cut it even closer. So I mean, he still has time to get back with the team. It's not like you know, it's he's not missing week one yet. Yeah, but right. Um, I'm not a Le'Veon owner, but if I mm-hmm. were, Tyler, I think I think you should be a little worried about Week One status. Um, well, let's just put it this way: Week One, I, I've never. I, I I talked about this last uh, yesterday, actually, during the draft. I'm aware of kind of what's going to happen here is that I'm I'm not going to get a great Week One out of him, or I might get actually nothing out of him. Um, but I knew that going in. Um, I am a little concerned, just because it unfortunately. Um, I do think he's being wronged in terms of his contract, and I do think he deserves more money than he's making, and I think it's unfortunate that the Steelers won't pay him. Um, and so it's really starting to kind of create a rift between him and the front office and the coaching staff, and it, it is a concern. Um, but really my whole thought process behind him is that he can't miss too much because he wants to make that money next year. Um, and so I can't see him missing. If he misses week one, that's a totally different case than missing – Weeks two through sixteen, seventeen, right? Like he, yeah, missing week one is a big deal. But as long as it's just that, um, he's. I don't think he's dumb enough to miss out on nine hundred thousand dollars every Sunday. 
Uh, no. I think, I mean, I want to think he's going to show up week one. Yeah. But he, um, he has proven to be a little stubborn in his few years in the NFL. So I... I'm not sure how this is going to play out. I'm, I'm not either, really. And, well, I'd like to think I know how it's going to pan out. I, I, don't think there's, I, I don't think there's a scenario where he doesn't play this whole year. I don't think that's realistic. But we, missing a couple weeks or missing week one, unfortunately, I, I think could be an, uh, a possibility. Um, but that's okay. I respect my guy's choices. If, if you do have Le'Veon, um, there is, you know, James Conner, the backup for Pittsburgh. Correct. He should yeah. be available in most leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do draft Le'Veon, maybe maybe just snag James Conner you know, just in case for I'd probably, week one. I'd probably have him anyway uh, if you have Le'Veon. In my opinion, I would, I'd probably have that handcuff. But I agree. If you, if you don't have him and you have Le'Veon, definitely grab him. Right. Um. Someone, so, of course, Le'Veon, he did not show up. Someone did show up to practice today, and it's an old face that we recognize. An old face that, and this that is, I'm sorry, we, this is not the Steelers' practice. This is at Chargers practice, an old face we love, Antonio Gates, Antonio has returned. Antonio Gates is back for his 16th NFL season. <laughs> now, he doesn't look a day over 30, though. No, the guy, like, the, he looks I mean, great. He's a big guy. He's put on a few more pounds. You know, but yeah. he's he's back on the Chargers, obviously, because Hunter Henry um, is out for the year. Well, he was well, put on the pup list. Right, I was just going to say that. At, at this morning, they put him on the pup. They didn't put yeah. him on the IR. But that, So I, I read that uh, if he did come back, he would be coming back seven months after tearing it. So I think that's maybe just wishful thinking on their part. Oh, uh, yeah, wishful. Very wishful. Very but wishful. Th- they do have a backup plan, and that backup plan is Antonio Gates. So Correct. Um, we did mention in the last podcast that we liked Mike Williams as a red zone target, mm-hmm. but now I, I don't know how much Antonio is going to play, but I'm assuming Antonio is going to be playing in the red zone. Yeah. Um, so maybe that kind of lowers Mike Williams expectations this year. I said Mike Williams could push like eight touch eight touchdowns. I don't think he's going to do eight now. Okay. I think Antonio steals like four of those and maybe they split four and four or something okay. like that. Just, I can see that. I can, and, I agree and not, that. not that Antonio Gates. I'm not. We're not saying pick him up and start him in your league because I don't think he's there. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's definitely going to score a few touchdowns, and he's going to take away from Mike. So, yeah, I agree. And you know what? I read um, last night that I think in the last two weeks, when Hunter Henry went down, he went down week sixteen, seventeen. Um, Antonio Gates put up, I think it was ten catches for like 125 and two touchdowns those last two weeks. In terms of uh, tight ends and the wasteland that is tight ends at times, I think that's a very useful line. For, yeah, I have. think I agree. I think Antonio Gates could very well be, you know, a, a low end tight end one. If I, we just don't As know how many snaps. For, yeah, yeah, we don't know how thing. many snaps right. he's getting. We don't know if he's like strictly like red zone or right. strictly like uh, short yardage passing situations. I don't, I don't know. What I wouldn't, I do. wouldn't start him week one. Yeah, we, we, we got to see what Antonio's up to. Um, and then, you know, maybe, you know, week two you pick him up. <laughs> uh, lastly, what we, what we want to discuss here, um, last, yesterday, sorry, yesterday at 9 a.m., the Brown Fence Football League had their annual draft at the Matt Papke residence. Um, unbelievable time. Mr. and Mrs. Papke showed uh, no restraint in making this the best draft party uh, yet, um, and it was a, an exciting draft. 
Um, I had the first pick. I went Le'Veon Bell. I know that uh, we just talked about how Le'Veon Bell might not show up and everything. Um, but as I said, I did know that was coming. Um, I think what we should do is um, I don't want to, you know, like break break down each pick and each yeah, we're not player gonna, and all that. We're not going to do that. Um, I think, and you have the draft board in front of you. Yeah, I Are have there any... Um, we can maybe do one sleeper or one good value selection and one um, maybe big reach for each um, person, you and I. Just see, you know, what we were thinking. What? Because there are definitely some picks I liked last night, or I'm sorry, yesterday morning, and there are some picks that I definitely did not like. Um, one of the picks I did like, and this one was very surprising to me, was um, that, let's see, Brendan took Deshaun Watson in the sixth round um and i know we talked about in our in our um in our first podcast that sometimes taking qbs early can be a miss a misstep um but i just thought that given how the draft was going if you look at how the draft went um people wanted watson really bad and i found out that uh if i was going to take him if he got to me where i took i ended up taking tevin coleman in the sixth round i was going to take deshaun there um, I just thought that was a very heady move from Brendan to reach up uh, and take a guy who he's like very confident in being the number one. He's he thinks he's going to be the QB one, correct? You know? um, um, and so I think just to like exp- like I think when it comes to the draft, if you are someone who um, uh, values a guy like that, I, I have no problem reaching. I think that's a good reach, uh, and I think that's I think that's good value for what he's going to be. Yeah. To add to that, so I I'm looking at Deshaun in the sixth. Now the first quarterback that was taken off the board was Aaron Rodgers, and that was in the fifth round. Correct. But that was the back end of the fifth, and then Brendan took Deshaun like the third pick of the sixth round, and then Tom Brady went right after Deshaun. So maybe. Um, they just thought like court. It was time to start taking those top quarterbacks. You know, it was a good time to take Deshaun. I think. Um, right. You know what? I thought. I definitely think. Um, and we said this during the draft. We were thinking it was going to be a little bit of like a red wave because the stickers are red for the QBs on our draft board. Right. So we thought there was going to be QB heavy going forward. Um, it didn't actually pan out like that, but the top three went. And I think that's. Yeah, I think yeah. I. You know, when you see Rodgers go, then you definitely start thinking about. Watson and, and Tom and Correct. and Cam, you know, guys like that. You think about these guys once you see the top guy go. Um, I do I do like Watson in the sixth. I think that's about where he should go. Mm-hmm. I like Rodgers in the fifth. I think I think that was a good pick by Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, it's not like we're taking quarterbacks in the third and fourth round. So you, you get your two running backs, you get your two wide receivers, and then Rodgers, that's not bad at all. I like Kevin's draft. Yeah, I thought I thought you know what I thought that the uh, league itself had a very balanced draft. I think every team has some 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 strengths and weaknesses. I don't think there's any like top you know number one clear cut best team on the board. Um, but I will say that um, in terms of my other favorite um, draft kind of selection, this is a little uh, the three picks. Matt Papke, Chu went. Um, with the third pick, he went David Johnson, Rob Gronkowski, and A.J. Green. And I really don't think you can ask for much more than that starting. And then he went and got Adam Thielen, too. I think that's a really good yeah, that's, first four. That's a great start. I would I would agree. I think um, m- many people are actually saying, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing a lot about, like, Gronk hype again. Yeah. People are saying, like, oh, yeah, he could... He's worth like a back end first rounder, and I'm like, what? Wait, no. wait, wait. 
Um, I read a, a few articles actually, so that's why I mentioned this. It's not just one so, article. Oh, people, oh, analysts are saying yeah, this. Yeah, like people are like, yeah, Gronk is he's going to be that guy again. I love Gronk. I don't know about that. Yeah, that's. I mean, I I definitely like him as a second rounder, and Chu did a great job. Yeah, taking Gronk. Well, Chu knows, and I told Chu when he took him that when you take Gronk, you have to expect missing one or two games, um, and he's aware of that. Yep. Um, and if that's just all he misses in one or two, it's going to be a great pick. The one pick I did not like in the second round, and this is my strong dislike of a pick, was LaShawn McCoy in the second to last pick in the second round. Um, not only for the reasons that we talked about with Peterman, um, but Shady himself has never been that reliable, in my opinion. Um, he's always been known as someone who... Um, you know, gets hurt at times. He always seems to get hurt and come back and play hurt. And um, he's never had, you know, some, any semblance of a good uh, quarterback. So to take him where Kyle did at the second to last pick in the second round, when it, when it happened. I feel like the context of the pick, like the time of year we're in right now, like we've seen Shady McCoy's draft stock go way down. And yeah. it's, you know, it's come back up a little bit, but I don't think it should have came all the way up to the second round. Correct. Probably like a late third, maybe, or so, like maybe early fourth. Well, um, I was worried he was going to take Devontae Adams, who I had my eye on, who I ended up getting, because um, I picked right after him. And so when he did go Shady... Uh, I sighed. It, made, big sigh it was good for you. Yeah. And one of the league members, Josh, goes, he takes a pick and someone just goes, that is a disaster. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, you just, we're, we're very unsure about Shady this year. I agree. Uh, I hope it works out for Kyle because I, I, do, I do like Kyle's team otherwise, but uh, that was a big no-no for me. Um, what, any, any picks you see that kind of, you, you just kind of take you back a little bit? Um... That take me back, as in, as in, like it's a not bad a fan. pick, a bad, that I that I don't like it, right? Um, yeah, I mean, this isn't even like a terrible pick. This is this goes towards James, mm-hmm. um, but he picked Leonard Fournette over Melvin Gordon, over Kareem Hunt, over Christian McCaffrey, and over Dalvin Cook. Yeah, who I think Fournette finishes behind all four of them. Mm-hmm. Um. It's not it's obviously it's not a garbage pick. He picked him at eleven, so he had he had ten and eleven back to back. Um, yeah, so I mean, if I had a choice, I wouldn't pick Fournette. I already said this last week. I don't like Fournette, yeah. but um, <laughs> I think I think a lot of these guys are you know they're all good running backs, so they're all going to compete you know for the top ten, top five spots um, right. for the year. And I just I I see Fournette being the guy, the odd man out. Yeah, I mean, let's put it this way. When you look at the guys who are, as we said, Melvin Gordon, Kareem Hunt, McCaffrey, Fournette, I think of the four of them, something pops up as one is not like the other, right? Yeah. Three I've, guys who are very efficient in catching the ball. They, and then, they run well, and they're involved yeah, in the passing game. Right. And then there's one guy who, fantastic runner in the pass game, not as an impact. And that's due to his quarterback and due to him personally. And so I agree. I, I did like the pick because I think having two running backs like that, um, he got Saquon, so he was a he. I think he, you know, he, wanted to go with someone more grounded. I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know the exact yeah. thought process behind him, uh, him taking that guy. Um, but you know, Leonard is not a bad pick by any stretch. It's just that I would rather have taken the other guys as well. Correct. Um, 
And I think otherwise, you know, as I said, I think I think my uh, league I was think, very, uh, yeah, very so, fair. Um, just a, there was one pick that I actually really liked um, sure. in this draft, and it was Ryan Rampone's fifth round pick. Mm-hmm. It's Doug Baldwin. Yeah. Um, I think Doug. Obviously, they said he's gonna have like knee problems throughout the year, and he's gonna have to like kind of every week check in on that. Um, dude, but Doug Baldwin has been a top 10 wide receiver. I want to say like three of the last four seasons, or maybe not. He's maybe a very two quiet of the last top three 10 yeah, wide so, receiver. Um, if you, yeah, obviously, Doug Baldwin in the fifth round, I think it could be like a, a very, like honestly, it could be a steal. Not mm-hmm. not even if that's like a steal-worthy well, pick. I'd but. say just in terms of where he went, it was crazy value. Yeah, I, I, I really like Doug. Obviously, you know, we hope he doesn't get hurt. You know, we hope he can play and mm-hmm. isn't. You know, well, you know out, what, but, what I'll say happened in our in our draft. You can kind of see a little bit is that wide receivers were kind of dropping a little bit. Doug Baldwin went fifth, where he was kind of ADP around three or four. Mm-hmm. Allen Robinson went low. My uh, De- uh, Demarius Thomas went relatively low. Allen Robinson and Demarius and Sammy sixth. Watkins went very low compared to his ADP. Sammy went one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, tenth round. Yeah. And I understand he's not like he's like an eighth rounder, right? But in um, in at least on my draft board or on my on my sheet, he was listed as like in the sixties to fifties, and it's like, you know, to, to even Josh was wondering like what's going on, and that's why he ended up taking him. Um, and uh, I, I think I'm not sure why running backs were kind of going like that. Um, but that's just sometimes how draft day goes. You really don't know how th- Kenny Stills dropped low. Kenny, Kenny Stills went, um, he went, I don't, I don't know what round that is, 11th maybe. So, you know, I'm not sure what happened with, with wide receivers. But it was, it was quite the drop for yeah, some I guys. Mean, every, every draft has their guys that fall and or get taken early. Mm-hmm. It's, it varies, obviously, you know, because every, every person that's drafting is different in every draft. And um, I really don't think, you know, anyone reached too high and nobody really fell like drastically low right. so it wasn't like many outliers but um you know it was a good draft it looked like a good draft yeah it was a great time um there's nothing better than, than draft day i think you know that too there's nothing better than drafting yeah, your squad just, and having uh, your players it's one of the biggest days of the year it is it's it was i anticipated it all year and it finally came and went just like that i was sad when it was over i'll say um but i think that's it um for episode two of the pnt sports fantasy podcast um, or PNT Fancy Sports Podcast, sorry. Um, next week, um, well, I guess you could say this week, but next episode is going to be most likely on Saturday, and um, that's going to be kind of more focused towards week one action and who we like and dislike for week one. Yeah, hopefully there will be, you know, injury updates. We'll finally get an idea of who's going to be playing, who is not going to be playing, Correct. and then we can finally, like, structure a lineup and give our... Uh, strongly liked and strongly disliked. <laughs> whatever, whatever we have to call it to not have Matthew Barry try and sue us or whatever <laughs> he's gonna. I don't know. All right. Um, but thanks everyone for listening. Make sure to follow on Spotify. Oh, I'm sorry. No, not Spotify yet. Uh, make sure to follow on SoundCloud. I always get those two mixed up. SoundCloud. Um, we are on there. And then if you go to iTunes and you subscribe, they'll go right to you. P and T Fantasy Sports Podcast. It comes right up. Um. And also, if you have any questions throughout the week, um, 
people always text me personally, and I'm sure they text you personally too with questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you also want to, feel free contact us through the PNT Fancy Sports Twitter page, which I'll put in the description um, on each site. Um, so thanks again for listening, um, and hopefully you enjoy this outro of Gangster Rap. Uh, and good luck with your fantasy football season. <laughs> <laughs>